adventures of Ovaltine present Captain Midnight. Captain Midnight. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, at this same time, by the makers of Ovaltine. But say, here's something for you up-and-coming aviation fans. It's a question about flying. Now, just what is your rate of climb? Now, you know every airplane has a rate of climb. It tells you how fast a plane can gain altitude, how much climbing power it has. And, of course, that's especially important for fighting planes. But you fellows and girls have a rate of climb, too. And it means just this. How fast are you growing? How much climbing power do you have in the battle of life? Are you satisfied with your rate of climb? Are you getting bigger and stronger and huskier as fast as you ought to? If not, why don't you try drinking the new, improved Ovaltine? It's chucked full of things to give you strength and pep and energy, vitamins and minerals and many other builder-uppers to make you bigger and huskier and give you more climbing power. So why not drink Ovaltine every day with your meals or between meals? I know you'll agree it's one swell drink. And say, see if it doesn't make a big difference in your rate of climb, too. Get a can of Ovaltine at your grocery or drugstore and start drinking it today. And now, to Captain Midnight and the Secret Squadron. Last time, Chuck Ramsey and Joyce, while on a sightseeing trip on the island of Hong Kong, were captured by the dreaded Tiger Tong, Oriental Underworld Society, working for the renegade white man known as the Barracuda. Captain Midnight, with Major Barkley, intelligence officer, and Sergeant Mills of the Hong Kong Police, has been at the scene of the capture. And Sergeant Mills recalled that the car they passed on their way to the scene was driven by a hatchet man of the Tiger Tong. As our present scene opens, the Tiger Tong car is being driven through Hong Kong's business district. Chuck and Joyce are lying on the floor, while two Tiger Tong gunmen are sitting above them in the rear seat. The heads of the two young secret squadron agents are together, and they're talking in low whispers. Listen. We're in the main part of town, all right. Do you hear those noises? Listen to that whistle. It must have been blown by one of those seat traffic officers. And he couldn't have been more than three or four feet away. Oh, there was only something we could do. Ouch! American boy, no much noise. If so, push knife and what did he do? He pushed down with that knife. We'd better be careful. These fellows mean business. I guess we wouldn't dare call out for a police officer, would we? Oh, no, Joyce. We'd be finished. I can feel the point of that knife in my back right now. If I need any kind of a move or yell, that fella would push it right in. We've been stopped by a traffic officer. Maybe you'll look inside the car. All he'd have to do would be to glance over the edge. He could see us both lying down. Oh, I'm afraid we've just been stopped to let the cross traffic go by. Oh, you're right. Gee, this is terrible. Your help's only a few feet away, but well, it might just as well be a hundred miles. I know it. But somehow, some way, we've got to get away from these men. If we can't do it now, maybe we can later. Perhaps we won't have as much chance later as we have now. Listen, Chuck, couldn't we? Isn't there some way we could... Leave a trail behind us? Oh, gee, if we only could. Hey, what's happening? Something's been thrown over us. Yeah, they're afraid someone will look in the car and see us. 
say, this may be a break. They can't see what we're doing. We're turning. Did you hear that whistle? Yeah. That's no traffic whistle. Sounded like one on a steamer. I'll bet I know what's happening. We're approaching the waterfront. We've turned again. What's that big wide road that runs along the waterfront? Connaught Road. And I'll bet that's where we are. If we only knew what direction we're going, that'd be a big help. Yeah, maybe we'd know, but how do we tell anybody else? I've got the floorboard carpet pushed aside, and I can see some light through a crack. Say, I've got an idea. Remember that notebook I got to write about points of interest? It's in my pocket. Quick, get it out. I'll have to be careful, because if those fellas see my arm move, they'll know I'm up to something. Which pocket is it in? It's in my right coat pocket. That's on your side. And there's a short pencil in it, too. I'm closer to the floor than you are, and my arm stretched along my side. I think I can move it without attracting attention. Swell. See if you can get that notebook and pencil. Okay. There's another traffic officer. Are you having any luck? Yeah. Getting along fine. I've got the notebook, and I'm trying to get the pencil. Take it easy. We can't let those fellows see us. There. I've got them both. Go slow. We mustn't get caught. Here it is. What do we do next? Your right arm's above your head, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one I moved the carpet with. All right. Fold back the notebook cover so you have the first page. I'm doing that now. Be careful. Now, I'm ready. What message shall I write? Well, it's got to be as short as possible. We can't say where we are because we don't know. All we can do is to leave a trail which Captain Midnight will know is made by us. We've got to drop as many slips of paper through that crack as we can. The more there are, the easier the trail will be to follow. We've got to hurry, because maybe they won't take us much farther. What do I put down? Put this down. Two letters and a number. Just SS2. If one of these pieces of paper gets to Captain Midnight, he'll know it at once. He'll know it was made by us and that we're trying to leave a trail for him to follow. Okay. I've got the first one written. But tearing it out of the pad is something else. I'm afraid it'll make a loud sound. No, it won't. This car's making a lot of noise, and let's try to drop a piece of paper whenever we hear a traffic whistle. Okay. I've got the first one ready now. We've stopped at another crossing. Now drop that paper through as soon as the car starts, so it'll be as close to the police officer as possible. There. It went through. That's the stuff. Now we'll drop as many more as we can. meantime, Captain Midnight, Major Barkley, and Sergeant Mills have returned to Hong Kong at full speed. Major Barkley has been dropped off at his office to call all his men to emergency duty. Captain Midnight and Sergeant Mills are in police headquarters. Listen. All of the machinery has been set in motion, Captain Midnight. Every available man on the Hong Kong police force will be on the job in five minutes, I will. Thanks a lot, Sergeant. You don't know how much this means to me. I know. That boy and girl mean a lot to you, they do. I can tell that easy enough. You're right there. I wouldn't have anything happen to Chuck and Joyce for the world. They're, well, they're they're just like my own son and daughter. And plenty smart, too, from what I've heard. I was talking to that mechanic of yours. I was Ichabod Mudd when you was in Hong Kong a few days ago. Yes, Icky can tell you plenty about Chuck and Joyce. The four of us have been through a lot. What I was getting at was this. If they weren't too much bunged up in that crash... They'll do all they can to let us know where they are. That's the only thing, Sergeant. 
I just hope they weren't seriously injured in that collision. Oh, they couldn't have been, or we'd have found them in the wreck we would. They must have been able to jump out. Well, we'll hope for the best. Uh, tell me this. If that car we passed was carrying Chuck and Joyce, it must have been returning to Hong Kong. Where would it go after it got here? That I can't tell you, Captain Midnight. You know, we have a large native population, and in a big city like this, there are plenty of hideouts. Yes, I realize that. But uh, what about this Tiger Tong? Where's its headquarters? We know that, all right. At least we know where its public headquarters is. It wouldn't do us the slightest bit of good to go there, I assure you. They're plenty smart, they are. They'd let us in, and we could go over the whole place with a fine tooth comb we could. And we wouldn't find a thing. And we'd give them a warning without accomplishing anything. They'd have plenty of warning, sir. We can't call out every available man for duty without the underworld finding out. The thing that I'm worried about most is this. If you're right about the Tiger Tong working with the Barracuda, I'm afraid that they'll smuggle Chuck and Joyce out of the city and into his hands. And if I that know, happens... I know, at night. Just as well as you do. We're going to do everything in our power to prevent that. They'll either try to smuggle them out or the Barracuda will come into Hong Kong himself. In either case, we'll take every precaution we can. But, yeah. Roger Mills talking. What's that? All right, Phelps, I'll talk to the doctor. Yes, sir. Yes. Go ahead. Thank you, sir. I'll be over in a little while. Was that the hospital? Yes, sir, it was. That driver's come to, he has. They can't get much out of him, they can't, but it's enough. He says that car was full of Tiger Tong men. But uh, that doesn't help much. No, Sergeant. But now there's no doubt in our minds. We know what we're up against. And almost at the same time, the Tiger Tong car containing Chuck and Joyce was turning into a dingy alley in the crowded native section off the waterfront. Listen. Turned again, I think, away from the waterfront. Yeah, I think so, too. Oh, anyway, I dropped another piece of paper just as we turned around the corner. Shall I drop another one now? Yeah, quick, before the car stops. Okay. Looks like we're getting out. Hey, what are you doing? Not my trouble. My cloth on the head. We're going to be blindfolded. Yeah, that's it. Please, not so tight. There, that's better. Nah, get out. Back hand. We went down some steps. Yeah, seems like we're going underground. We're going even lower. I'd give anything to know that place. outside now, and there's no doubt about it, Joyce. We're underneath the street. Maybe one of the main thoroughfares. Yeah. Not very far from the waterfront, too, because, well, we've been hearing those boat whistles. Yeah. This room is awful damp. I don't think it's above high tide level. What's that... that peculiar smell, Chuck? It, it's like smoke. 
It is smoke, Joyce. We must be next to some kind of a dive. Once in a while, you can hear distant voices. Listen, someone's coming. There's that same fella. He's got someone with him. They've got a light. That other man. He... I know him. He's the Barracuda. So, the fiendish plan of the Barracuda has been successful. His minions of the Tiger Tong have captured Chuck and Joyce and placed them in his hands. But Captain Midnight is free and working tirelessly to find his secret squadron assistance. What will the Barracuda say to Chuck and Joyce? Don't miss this exciting interview in the next adventure. In just a minute, there'll be a thrilling preview. But in the meantime, let me ask you this. Now, don't you think Uncle Sam is about right? He says food is America's first line of defense. Special food, that is, to make us strong and hearty and full of pep and ginger. So we can really do a job in making America safe. And remember this, Ovaltine is an ideal defensive food. It brings you extra supplies of important defensive food elements you must have to be at your best. To be as strong and active and vigorous as you're really supposed to be. So why don't you try drinking Ovaltine regularly and see if you don't start feeling more like a real husky, up-and-coming, young, 100% American. Get yourself a can of Ovaltine right away. And tune in tomorrow, same time, same station, to Captain Midnight. Oh, gee, a few minutes ago, everything looked so black and full now. Oh, Chuck, do you think Captain Midnight won't find us? And if he does, how will he let us know that he's near? If he gets close enough, he'll let us know, Joyce, because the secret squadron has a new signaling device. We've already used it once, and it works swell. I'll tell you about it later on. Until Monday, then, this is Pierre Andre, your Ovaltine announcer, saying goodbye and happy broadcasting system.